Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. That's how we'll start. Sh- that's how we'll start the show this week. Little What's that? Paul banging turkey. on the pot call. Turkey helping. Weathered oak, man. Weathered oak game calls. Months, guess what, man? Yes, sir. Killed a turkey. You did. Killed another turkey. Tagged out in Ohio, man. What a what a week. Yeah, what big a week. week. But Kenny killed a turkey. It's pretty cool. Took some other guys out turkey hunting. Justin and Brandon went out. Terrible hunt. Saw some hens, but you know they're not. It's good, man. Good. So tell me about it. Let's let's hear about it. Let's hear about this Ohio turkey. So okay. So so first off, thanks to our partners at Go Wild. You've heard us talk about the their platform, social community, social commerce platform. Awesome group of guys. A ton of products, Andrew, available for the bass angler, for the cat fisherman, uh, for the turkey hunter in this state, in this fine country that we live in. Visit timetogowild.com. Download them on the Apple or Android platforms. Uh, they got a cool. They got a cool podcast. Also a part of the Sportsman's Empire family. Their podcast, Uncensored. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's it's um it's uh how do I say this? It's like you know those like like uh it's it's like you're watching a sitcom, you know, and you're just like intimately involved with their lives, and it's just super entertaining. It really like you is. Just, you, you're just like part of the family, yep. but you don't say anything. I like it. I like their podcast, Uncensored. Check that out on all uh, podcast platforms. Uh, download uh, their app. Join that. We just got we got some we got some messages uh, uh, just recently from some O2 podcast listeners. Thank you, one, for listening to the show, and two, signing up for Go Wild, finding us on Go Wild. Man, we really appreciate your support. Thank you, uh, thank you for that. So, so and, and shout out, it's Chris Swanson, right? Yeah, uh, Chris, Chris giving man, us uh, you. talking to us there, and then Brian Jackson who's new to the show, uh, following it, but shout out to him for uh, touch a base with us there. We talked, appreciate you guys. Chris shared with us his story there about uh, the the coyote coming into his blind with him. We yeah, talked a little bit about crazy. in the show today, but um, oh. yeah, that was nuts. So yeah, what a, what a cool, so yeah, time to go out.com uh, Midwest Gunworks, MidwestGunworks.com. Use the code Ohio outdoors five, save yourself 5% on Every purchase that you make on their platform, if you need parts for your AR-15, your AR-10, your shotgun, your hunting rifle, your pistol, whatever you shoot stuff with, pew, pew life, Andrew, they got it. They got it available. MidwestGunworks.com, that parts finder is a special tool, makes it easy to find the parts you look for. They got a lot of weird, obscure stuff uh, for the gun enthusiast in this country. Uh, in this fine state that we live in. So MidwestGunworks.com, Ohio Outdoors, five, save yourself 5% on every purchase. And you know me, Paul, always a huge fan of customer service in that uh, realm. There's been a couple things I've ordered from them lately. I didn't realize that it had even shipped yet, and it was at my doorstep. Yeah, they're good. They're on it. They got the custom shop. If you need gunsmithing uh, work, man, they are an elite group of people out there uh, in in, uh, eastern Missouri. So, yeah, MidwestGunworks.com, Ohio Outdoors 5. 
What else we got? Half rack. Half dash rack dot com. Man. Ohio. What a group. Ohio Outdoors 15. Save you 15%. That's a good code. 15%. <sighs> Come on, man. You got some cool stuff. You haven't checked out their website, man. You're doing yourself a disservice. A lot of really cool products. You got some cool shirts up there. Uh, stickers, gear for the angler, hunter, land manager, all sorts of stuff available on their website. Are you on their website right now, Andrew? I am. What do you got? What's the half rack product of the week? Man, I'm still waiting for that meat lug to come. I know it's coming soon. It's coming. It's going to get there. They're big on the hunter hangers right now. So hunter hangers cool, super man. Super classy that's a, that's a way to little... yeah, just hang stuff up in your around your shop. Um, once I get done with my huge project that I'm working on in my yard, I'm going to reorganize my hunting stuff with all the hunter hangers and stuff. So yeah, they got some. They got some cool stuff, man. So you guys will you guys will like them. Check them out. Half dash rack dot com. Yes, sir. Uh Exhibition oh, yeah. Optics. Our other another sponsor partner, Exhibition Optics. They've got all your thermal and night vision optics out there. Um Sawyer and the guys, they're they're good. Uh they know what they're doing. Um I've got that scope on my my gun that I took to Missouri and Oklahoma. Super cool piece of technology to be able to record. I think that's one of the coolest things. You can record what you're shooting, and you don't need an additional camera or anything like that, and it sees in the middle of the night. And I wish I could use it more. That's my problem right now. I, I need to find more time to go use that. But um, It's going to be pretty cool. I think it's awesome. So. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, check them out. What is it, xvisionoptics.com? Yes, sir. And what else we got? First light, they dropped some new stuff, kind of hunting gear, uh, western hunting related, but could definitely fit into the whitetail eastern woods as well. So haven't picked any of that up yet. But Trace, I'll tell you what, man, that freaking catalyst system that I bought for for whitetail hunting has been a lifesaver for the turkey woods this year. I mean, I've hunted in the nastiest stuff, but man, it's 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 it doesn't impede your movement, which is huge for me. Uh, and man, the layering, uh, that merino wool down, down on your skin, all the way up to the, you know, through the, through the catalyst vest and jacket and, and bibs are the ones that I use that it has been, um, has put been a, been a bit of lifesaver for me. So check that out. Firstlight.com. I know they got a big, is it 20% off sale still going on? I'm not sure if it's still up or not, but, uh, they come and go on there. So keep an eye out for sure. So I've got, we've got a big announcement coming up for this show. What do you got? Well, oh, go ahead. I think no, I know. No, I think no. I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Okay. Big. So big announcement. This is we're we're, we're jumping jumping out a few months here uh, on on the calendar. But mark your calendars for July 21st through July 23rd. Okay. So so this show, Andrew and I, we are we are sponsors and supporters of every conservation organization that that we can do. The one that we really have latched onto and and, want to see do good. I love what they do uh, in the state beyond backcountry hunters and anglers. So we are a corporate sponsor of, of BHA here uh, in the state and and nationally. Um, So July 21st to the 23rd muster in the marsh. It's usually muster in the mountains. This is like a huge event. It's a national event that, that they throw on every year. Um, It's at covered bridge outfitters. In Canoe Creek, am I saying that right, Conant? I think it's Conant. Conant. Yeah, I think it's Conant. Yeah, way up there northeast. So if you're listening from the northeast, 
please tell me I'm an idiot uh, and, and, and how to pronounce that. But we're going to be there. We're going to be podcasting live. We're going to be doing some other uh, entertainment uh, type events. Really looking forward to that. If you if you want more information about Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Conservation Organization, uh, man, they're 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 here to protect public property, protect water, hunting rights. Really good organization. Visit backcountryhunters.org. They don't have anything right now uh, coming up uh, soon uh, on their um, on their events uh, here here in Ohio. But muster in the marsh, dude. We're gonna be sitting down with none other than Ryan Cal Callahan. He's going to sit in. We're going to be doing some live podcasts. All sorts of really cool entertainment uh, 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 up there July 21st to 23rd. Put that in your calendars. Uh, tickets are not available yet. There's a field-to-table dinner uh, that's going to kick off the weekend uh, festivities on Friday night. That I, I've heard nothing but good things about that. So a lot of raffle prizes, a lot of live entertainment, music, all sorts of good stuff. So it is going to be a freaking party, man. I'm excited. Andrew. I'm excited. I can't. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Road trip. So, O2 road trip. Yep. Backcountryhunters.org. We'll we'll have more information and, and, and the ability to get tickets, uh, you know, or or point you in the right direction on our website, uh, the O2podcast.com. So keep uh, you're going to hear all sorts of stuff coming out for that. But I, I'm very very excited uh, to be a part of that. Absolutely. And uh, also we've got the archery hike, um, the 3D archery hiking event down in logan ohio july 7th to the 9th uh, so let's see you can sign up for one day two day or three day passes um all the registration and information is at archeryhike.com so this is, goes towards farmers and hunters feeding the hungry uh, sponsored by our buddies over at vance outdoors whitetails unlimited awesome event justin does a knocked out bang up job on that and uh yeah archeryhike.com if you want more information but look forward to that event as well so there you go. let's see what else man what do you got for the news anything good oh so i i saw this story about this woman that had like fed oh, meth to deer and like trained them to like these white these whitetail deer to attack hunters um has been debunked oh as uh the AP news said that it was satire. I don't know. <laughs> Is that satire? Is that, I don't, I don't know. I, I, hell man, I guess I'd have to Google the definition of satire. I thought, I just thought that was funny. Uh, and I want to live in my own bubble and pretend that that was real. So when you told me that the uh, other day, I was so mad at you that you didn't just surprise me with it on the show oh, because gosh, I'm so pretty sad. sure my jaw would have hit the floor right then and there. Dude, what a, what a crazy story, but clearly yeah. not, uh, not real so here we go so i got some outdoor news for you andrew outdoor news this is from outdoornews.com that is a classic publication you all see uh in the grocery stores you can get on their website uh ohio buck shot on four acre property in Auglaize county scores 196 four eights this thing is a freaking pig pig Fellow named Rick Place of Sydney, Ohio. Congratulations, Mr. Place. That is one heck of a deer. Ohio, uh, he harvested this buck and I'll be climbing on a property that his family owns. Um, place has, it says the place has quite a lengthy history with the property where the massive buck was killed. So sounds like a family farm. Uh, it killed it in the fall of 2022 on October 28th. So 13-point buck, non-typical. Man, what a deer. 33 and three-quarter inch buck. 33 and quarter. Oh, man. The one and only. 
Saudi Deer Camp. Let's see what else we got? I don't know. We got. What's, I'm what's just thinking about Auglaize County. I'm up in Auglaize County a lot, man. Four acres of woods up there. That's hard to come by. That's impressive. Um, yeah, that's where all the freaking deer are there. Right. Let's see here, man. There's all kinds of headlines. I don't really want to dive into these. So I'm going to rattle off the headlines. If you're interested more, uh, you can go to OhioDNR.gov for more information. But we've got forestry field days for teachers. That's June 15th and 16th. Um, ODNR's new Conserve Ohio initiative commits to a sustainable future. Oh, man. I should just stick to the headlines um, before I try to get more into this. Uh, ODNR to celebrate improvements at the Wellston Recreational Complex. Um, Wellston, that's a good town, man. Yeah. I like Wellston. Yeah. There's some big turkeys down there. Uh, let's see. Is this past the date? That's past the date. Got dead air. I know. What are you doing? I, I need to vet this. I just get. There's so, no. There's so no. Busy. There's no good. There's no. What's What's in the world of like? There's got to be something crazy going on. Dillon State Park offers a play place for all to play. That's, oh, there you go. They used to have like a little County. swimming pool there, but it, 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 co- it closed like during COVID. And I, I don't know if Doctor Dewine has. Uh, Open that back up. So. Uh, I think this is a playground and stuff that they're opening. So perhaps it's along the same things. Uh, sensory equipment, multi-user swings and stuff. Cool. Uh, turkey numbers. All right, let's go. This is the fun part at this all time right. of the year. So, so, all right, so let's play the game. I have, I have, I have did not read it. Give, me uh, the, give uh, us the total uh, numbers. I'll give you some background. All right, so through. Don't give me the counties. I want to pick the counties. Oh, I, we'll get you. I, I know. I know how you like to play all this right, game. All right. All right. Uh, total harvested birds so far through 2023. This was as of Sunday, April 30th, 10,351. That's insane. 10,351. And that, does that include the youth hunts? No, I don't think so. Uh, so hunters checked an average of 9,433 during the same period in the previous three seasons. Um, so last year, a lot. Harvest, hunters had harvested 7,551 birds through this period. So we were up almost 3,000 birds from last year at this time. Uh, Which last year, that was you know, the first year that we dropped turkeys for, you know, to one to one bag limit or one right. bird for the bag limit. And that was like, I, if you look at the, the poll number, talking to Mark Wiley, that was like the, you know, the worst of those pulled hatches that, you know, that reflected, uh, that was accurate, you know, so they were, they were right in their counting in, in, in the, in this, the struggle to the pulled productions there, uh, what, 2017, 16, 17, 18. Yeah. So, it does yeah. say this year's total, total includes results from the two day youth season on April 15th and 16th, nine days of hunting okay. in the South zone following the season opener on April 22nd. And the first two days of hunting in the northeast zone, yeah. which opened April 29th. Those studs up in Ashtabula probably killed 9,000 of those turkeys. Yes, sir. All right. Let's 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 play the county game, Paul. Okay. County game. I'm still – so I said Muskingum first last week, and it was Adams. But I'm going – I'm going to say Muskingum was number one because there's some turkey killers there. I'm going Muskingum, Adams – 
Man, Tuscaroras. Hold on. All right, so it says the top 10 counties. I'm not sure there's 10 here, but we'll go from number 10, Jefferson. Number 9, dropping to number 9 is Adams. They must have been on a vacation last week. 8, Washington. Number 7, the old deer killers also know how to get the birds. Coshocton, Coshocton. Oh, my God. Will you guys stop? Six is Meg. Stop being so good. Meg's County. Meg's, uh, really? Okay, yeah. there you go. Five, Monroe. Mike Welsh down there killing turkeys. I hear you, big boy. <laughs> Five is Monroe County. Number four is Belmont County. All right, so the top three after the second weekend. Number three with 287 Belmont. birds, Tuscaroras County. I, there we go. Nice. Okay. Number two with 297 oh. birds, Gallia County. Gallia. And number I would one, have never have guessed that. Number, it's got to be Muskingum. Right. Number one with 316 birds, Muskingum County. Nice. So, 316. Good for them. Yeah. Wow. I was in Morrow County. How many birds came out of Morrow, does it say? Did you give a county breakdown? You uh, find that just one. Quick? One, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I killed the only only turkey in Morrow County. That's funny. The uh, so tell us, yeah, tell us about your story. So, um, I'll give you my background. That was what last Wednesday, and that was about yep. my my only morning I was going to have to go out during the week. And I woke up, and it was about three thirty, and I was going to have to drive about an hour and a half, and it was thirty seven degrees, and yep. I pulled the old sissy card and said, you know, I'm not just going to go walk around the woods by myself. Uh, so I went back to bed and I got up, I was doing some work stuff and which I, I shouldn't have been going out in the woods anyways. But a few hours later, all of a sudden you're FaceTiming me and I'm like, what the hell is he want? Like I was, and you rejected my call, you bitch. I, I think Sorry. <laughs> at that point, at that point, I think I was actually mowing the grass because I had like yeah. just enough time. No, you to do call it. Me, yeah, you called me back. You were mowing the grass. But... And here you are walking out of the woods with a bird. I'm like, real fat turkey. Damn it, Paul. I thought you said you were busy this morning. And so I, I was, I, so my, my nephew had uh, like state testing downtown. He goes to school online. And so, so I took, I took him down. I dropped him off downtown. And so he's walking back and I, and I asked the lady running the show, I'm like, Hey, how long is it going to take him? And she's like, Oh, like one thirty, one o'clock, you know, one, one I'm like, perfect. And so I had all my stuff with me. So I jet out to the farm, man. And, uh, I, I, I walk into the woods at nine 20. And as I'm walking in, I, I hear, uh, I hear some, like, I, I hear real pretty hen, hen yelping in like the far corner. And this is like, this, it's a small property that I've got. Um, and so I, I like sneak in and I get set up and I hate where I'm at. So I move, I'm, I'm like sitting, I'm set up for like 20 minutes. I'm like, I hate this. So I move, I get set up. I, 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 the, the property is like, it's a really, it's a lot of pasture. And then there's like a small strip of woods, like a real small strip of woods. Um, and I am like 15 feet from the line fence. Right. And, uh, so I've never, I've not hunted much with decoys, but like, I don't, I have to use a decoy because there's nowhere, just the way that the property is like, there's nowhere to hide. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a, uh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be decoys. So I, I had a Jake decoy out. I had a hen decoy out. And so I get, I get two toms coming in they're gobbling like crazy, man. They're gobbling at me. They're gobbling at crows. Like someone was shooting a gun. They're gobbling at that. 
and they're getting closer. So I'm just not even calling. I'm just waiting for them to happen. Um, and they're coming in like, right. I mean, just directly behind me. And so I'm sitting in this, like this log pile and I've got, I know I got perfect cover. I just, you know, I just hope they see the decoys and fly over the fence. So I'm not like super, um, confident that it's going to happen, but it was cool. Yeah, hearing them gobble. I'm like, heck yeah, man. And so I look up and I'm like, Oh crap. That's four redheads. And there were four toms in the, in the other side of the, of the property the other, like the corner of the field, right along the property line and three hens. And I'm like, Oh hell yeah. And I didn't pull my binoculars out. Like I could see beards. I mean, I could see bright red heads and I'm like, Oh dude. And so there's three, three, three redheads real close together. And there's like a smaller, you know, there's another redhead that was just like up on the hill that never really, he didn't come in. Uh, and, but I, I like just did the, the softest purring and like, like real soft clocks just to like get their attention. Cause they're about at this point, like 150 yards from me. And I did that. And all three of them gobbled and all three of them go to full strut. <laughs> ah, sweet. And so I do it again just to see them go to full strut. You know, again, a little, yeah, a little, uh, little, little of that talking sweet to them. Full strut. I'm like, this is sweet. So I, I, I like, I force myself to not call again. And I'm just sitting there watching them, man. And they're feeding with the hens. And I'm like, you know, and like I said, this is the, like, this is the first de- decoy turkey kill that I've had just because I don't, I don't use them. Uh, and I missed on a decoy kill would have been my first last year in Kentucky uh, with Derek go out. So dude, they work their way in their feeding and then like, they finally see this Jake decoy and they're like, they gobble dude. And they start running as fast as they can. And they stop and full strut and they're running and they full strut and they're dropping and running and they get up and they're full strut. I'm just like, Dude, this point I'm watching these turkeys, and it is um, – they walked in – I saw them at 1128, and you got to stop at noon. you got to be out of the woods at noon, right? It's either the walk is like three minutes. Like this is not a hard walk through the cow pasture. So I'm watching them, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to get out. I'm going to have to like get up and scare these turkeys to get out of the woods by noon like because they're not going to get here in time. And I was just panicking. I had my phone – on a, like on a log below where they couldn't see it. I was constantly just touching it. Like every 30 seconds, I'm like, okay, what time is it? All right. I got time. I got time. 1143, man. I shot that Turkey and dude, like when they saw, when they saw just the, like just a beeline, it was freaking badass. Um, I, again, man, I shot and missed again. I've got to stop doing that. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. It's just my, my eyes. I had to get reading glasses. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't miss the second time. And I, you know, just like the Osceola missed the first, pounded them. Like the second shot's always harder because they're farther away, you know. Um, but I don't know, man. That rogue three and a half inch TSS, that dude, he did not flop. I mean, it was just straight to the ground. I mean, it was uh he had no idea what hit him. And so you know, you you pointed out to me, I, I'm not I still don't have the trained eye for some of this stuff. The head on that turkey, that thing had a dome. Like, dude, it's the biggest head. body turkey I've ever killed. I mean, it's massive. That thing's head was huge. It was like the size yeah. of a softball. Yeah, it, he had a. It was like, I've never weighed a turkey. I've never even like considered weighing a turkey. I like if I ever shoot one that size again, I'm gonna weigh it because that sucker was massive. His beard was good. It was over ten and a half, so it was a good turkey. He had you know over one inch spurs. Good turkey. You know, in in the trophy sense, his fan was huge. 
but dude, he was just fat and aggressive and just beautiful. And man, it was cool. It was just, it was neat. You know, it was neat watching him run in and like attack the decoy. And I let him do that. I, you know, I probably could have let him, I could have let him sit there and, and attack that thing for five minutes. My nerves couldn't take it. I'm like, you get one swipe done. That's all that's it. You know, it's cool watching him ta- jump on that thing. Um, but man, it was just, it was cool, man. It was, it was a, it was a cool hunt. You know, we talk in our episode today with, with Jason red from timber ninja about turkey hunting. Um, it, it's just like, I, I, I'm not saying anything negative about hunting a field edge, you know, with a decoy. Like I'm not saying that at all. It's just, it's just something that I haven't done. And there was a bit of me that like, I felt like a little like guilty because I, you know, normally when I turkey hunt and I'm successful, like I have to like really, really work hard in the sense of like pushing myself physically and it never happens the first week, you know, and here it all just, it, it all just came together, you know? Yeah. But so. you got to give yourself more credit than that because you did work hard. I mean, you went out Saturday with Saturday, Sunday, Monday leading up to yeah. that and all in different ways. Like when you were out with us on that Saturday, you didn't even take your gun. Like you were just out there with us and that's work. And you sat through the crap weather and mucked around in the swamp. And like, um, so I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't think anything less of it. Well, thanks, man. No, I'm, 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 I definitely, I'm tickled, man. Like, that was freaking awesome. Um, you know, like before that, the day before that I went out, um, actually two days before, I think, I think it was Monday that, because Parker McDonald has inspired me with the new spot Monday. So I went somewhere new in a WMA that I've hunted quite a bit, but it's a new spot. And just looking at the maps, I'm like, it looks like there'd be a Turkey in there. And I went out just with the expectation of like, I'm going to, I'm going to scout. I'm going to look for sign. I'm not going to call much. I called a little bit, heard some turkeys. I walk into this area and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the prettiest piece of public property I've ever walked on. This is amazing. And I, I, you know, drop a pen. I send it to my brother or my son and, 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 and Kenny. I'm like, Oh man, he's not going to believe what I found here. I heard, I heard two turkeys gobble and I just ran out of time in the day, uh, you know, the legal shooting time. And so Kenny goes out there the next day, takes my son, they hunt, they got turkeys all over him. Kenny goes out again by himself. They, you know, they get close. Kenny goes out the next day with me. Um, and, and not, you know, that was, the, it was the day after I killed my turkey, we go out and get him close. And I mean, it was, it was a cool hunt, but just a ton, a ton of action. Just couldn't get him in. They had some hens with him. Just, you know, just turkeys being turkeys. Next day he goes out, boom, kills a turkey, you know? Um, but it was, it was, it was cool, man. I, I, I've not, that was like the first time in a long time that I'm like, I'm going to go out just to scout a new area, not with any expectations of killing a turkey, you know? And I'm glad that, uh, that, that someone got to do it. So good. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Good, good, good. You know, I'm, I'm sad that my Ohio season, like for me is over, but I've been out with other people. I'm going to go out with you again. I've got, I'm going to New York and, and, and Kentucky and, uh, Pennsylvania. And then that's it. I'm not going to be able to do the Royal slam this year. I just don't have, I don't have the time to get out there. Uh, to, or the grand slam excuse me another time man you know how it is so oh, yeah I get i'll get you. i'll get the lifetime grand slam hopefully so and shout out to our uh uh fellow network host uh jeremy over there at the antler up podcast he took down a bird and mitch yeah man mitch uh, took out a bird over there in pennsylvania i don't know what josh has been up to he's already had a couple josh is yeah he killed in iowa wisconsin alabama and georgia oh wow 
Yeah, he's having a good he's having a good season. So Dan Johnson took his garbage bag out in the field. He took he took down a bird. God, dude, I swear to God, <laughs> I'm like good. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someday we'll get one, Paul. Yeah, we got to get you on a good turn. I got to get out there. That's the problem. We get too much stuff going on, but that's all right. Um, all right. So this week we've got Jason Red from Timber Ninja. Uh, just kind of a kind of a turkey BS session, huh? Yeah, it was good, man. Jason is a phenomenal turkey hunter. He really is. We talk, uh, you know, hunting the hills. Um, you know, pulling out pulling out the, the the stops man for 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 getting a getting a turkey jason how to do it how to move through the woods he's really good he's so. sharp he's a very good woodsman um there are, there is some language in here mostly from uh from me um so keep that it's nothing nothing crazy but uh if you've got small ears in the car or the house uh just, just be aware of that yes so uh i think that's all we've got for uh, our side of things this week um, a couple things just th- thinking about it, man, you get out in those woods, put spray down with your permethrin, check yourself for the ticks afterwards. You don't need that. Um, no tick dick around here. No. And if, oh. I don't know if I was just listening to other podcasts or hear people talk about it, but man, it's not the time. Don't, don't screw around with that. Um, take care of yourself. Uh, you know, knock on wood. I haven't had a single tick on me since Alabama. Uh, I had one tick on me in Alabama, right? My belly button. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one tick too many, but or uh, I've got like 30 of them in my back and I have no idea. <laughs> can't see them. Those are just skin tags, Paul. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're so inclined, please leave us a review on uh, iTunes or Spotify or any of those. We appreciate you guys for listening and everything. We look forward to next week. We will uh, we'll talk to you then. If you get out in the woods, good luck and uh, take care, everybody. Well, that is, what, uh, how's your, how's your tur- turkey season been good, man? You sent me a couple pictures. You've been out there smacking them around, huh? The shit's not been easy, but, uh, yeah, I've killed, I killed one in, uh, West Virginia, which I, I haven't been telling many people like where states, I'm, I mean, especially not on social media, like what's even what state I'm going to anymore. Cause yeah. people are just weird, man. Uh, but I killed one down there. We went down there for a four day little mini turkey camp and, I killed him on Sunday, and then I killed this bird, the one this weekend on Saturday. But it's been rough, man. Uh, the dang birds, man, for the last few years, like, I don't know what it is. It, and I'm not a guy that really stays past noon or anything. Like, if, I, if I'm if i not getting on a hot one by, like, 10, I'm done. Um, and, man, these birds, last few years, whatever reason, especially early season, is, dude, they'll gobble on the roost, and as soon as they hit the ground, they shut up and don't say another word, and I know a lot of them are hinned up, but, like, they're not even, like, firing back up after they break away from the hens like they have in the past, so it's, so it's weird. we had a guy reach out to us recently, and I'm not, I'm not the big turkey hunter, right? I, I like the idea, but I just can't find time, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Paul, you might be able to talk a little bit more about this, but he, one of the listeners was out, and uh, he, what, the bird flew down right off the roost, he gave it a little bit of a wave or something to try to get its attention. Uh, is that something you can do? Uh, make it think that there's another bird there. He's probably using a fan or some, like a tail fan or something like that. I don't know. Something along those lines. He said within a matter of seconds, he had a coyote in that blind with him that oh, was coming that after him. And in his mind, he's like, well, that's why the birds don't talk when they come down because that he was calling and hit that 
little fan or whatever, and that dog came right in there on him. Huh. I have heard that. Uh, I mean, well, the thing is, I was talking to my business partner, Jordan, about it because he grew up up here, and we were just talking about, like, you know, the, the hardship of trying to hunt public around here in the National Forest. And I, I was telling him when I moved here in 2009, like, it was like, I thought I was in Turkey heaven. Cause like I, there was birds, 30, 50 birds in a field, like in any of these small pastures. I mean, I could go on in the national forest. I could hear four or five birds a morning and it just couldn't, I mean, I was, I was tagging out two birds every year up until about 20. I looked at my harvest record yesterday, uh, Saturday, actually, I think it was 2017 was the last year I had tagged out. And, and that was like when it really started getting rough and I started hearing less birds, but I don't know. I mean, like I said, like you said, Paul's probably a good person to ask this. Is like, I don't think like predator numbers really increased that much over that duration of time because this n- nobody was predator hunting pre that. Uh, the only thing I think about, I know Paul was the one that actually kind of influenced this on me was like how much our weather changes in the spring and like how many how many poults don't make it. I, I, I think that's got a lot to do with it because we've had a lot of wet springs and it never dawned on me until you know, Paul had mentioned that, like, you know, they don't have any feathers and you get these days where it's pretty like last week, you know, we're in the eighties. It was 37 this morning. Yeah. And rainy and windy. Yeah. And that's, I, I take that from other, like from our state biologists, you know, he talked about it, that that's the number one reason for Turkey declines across this country. That's the number one reason. It's not the only reason. It's the number one. It's the biggest factor is those cold, wet springs. And I mean, it, like today, it's the highs like what forty two today, Andrew. It's disgusting outside. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's windy, and so I mean, luckily, like I mean, it's it's probably I, I I doubt that there there might be like some little poults running around right now. But if there's a, if there's a, a three day old turkey out there right now, it is going to die today. Like just it's, it's going to die. Yeah. Um, and it's because it's like this whole week, and I mean, our, I know like in the southeast, like nest initiation historically is like April 9th to April twenty second. That's initiation. And then they mm. incubate for 28 days. So like, in, and I'm not sure what the nest initiation dates are here in Ohio off the top of my head. So it's, it's going to be like later than that, you know? Mm. Um, so, but I mean, we've dude, we've had frosts recently and on Memorial day. And yeah. I mean, like just weird, you know, those weird cold little snaps, you know, in, in May. And, and that's the, that's the, that's the main killer. But, you know, I think like the, the predator Paul, Paul, we don't talk in absolutes. Remember, that's one of the main killers. What's yeah? That's all. That's yeah. That's what. That's what I said. I I, I dipped my toe into the, the to the vile internet the other mm. week. Uh, Jason, I misspoke. I said I said zero percent instead of less than one percent uh-huh. uh, about like turkey, like Jake's breeding, and uh, like I, I literally got death threats on the internet. So that's the last I'm going to mention it on this show. But oh, it was crazy, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I've never. I've never been like, like more like, wow. Uh, I just felt bad for those people, but I, I digress, man. We're going to keep it. We're going to fuck those people. We're going to keep it positive. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're just going to move right on. Andrew, you're going to have to put an explicit warning on this uh, because of that. Don't bleep that out. I want those assholes to listen to that every oh, time I say yeah. it. So anyway, uh, but talking about like, like predators, I, I feel like predator hunting has never been more popular than it is right now because of like the turkey decline and people like human nature man we want to look for like that one thing that we can control right so something's wrong what is it that i can blame that i have like some sort of control or you know whatever that's predators man i mean 
Jason, it's interesting. Do you do a lot of predator hunting or any? No, dude, it's it's really rough up here because we don't have ag. Uh, to go try to kill a coyote in the woods is a challenge. I mean, we we do a lot of, um, we, you know, my son and I, we set out um, some of those dog-proof coon traps every year and catch some coons. That's about it. But, you know, nobody coon hunts anymore. There are so many coons yeah. in the woods and skunks and fox and bobcat and deer. I mean, uh, not deer, but coyotes. And, uh, you know, I do know that they do put a damper on them for sure and to your point about that coyote coming in man like before i ever went and, hunt, and hunted uh florida i'd always heard that too that those birds never gobble once they hit the ground rarely because they have so many things out in the woods trying to eat them and i've i've had guys that hunt in florida and in south carolina that i, I you know are legitimate guys i know aren't bullshitting but they said that they've been calling birds before and had alligators walk up on them that's crazy yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If you ever get the chance to go do the predator hunting, do it. I oh, ju- yeah. I just went on a trip to Missouri and Oklahoma with the thermals and at night and all that stuff. I'm hooked. I'm hooked on that. Yeah. And, and it's I amazing mean, how many they can go. So when we were out there, one dude had shot like 50 of them, and the other guy they were with, 110 for the year, 160 dogs or whatever, coyotes, sorry, coyotes that they had taken out. You'd think there's none anywhere. Nope, they're still there. I got another, oh, yeah. another guy in, in the state here. He sends me stuff all the time. Like every time he goes out, just keeps calling them in, calling them in. They're just everywhere. Well, they know how, like, have you read that book called Coyote America by Dan Florians? Uh, I can't read. Uh, uh, there's an audio book version of it, okay. but he talks about the coyote, you know, from its, its, you know, through all of its existence and how like crafty they are. And like, they live in every area of the United States. They even live in central park and, just how resilient and you know, cause they've had to battle against wolves as they started up to people. And uh, you know, the thing about a coyote is what they say is if, if you kill, they say, if you kill one out of the pack, the I've heard that the female can adjust how many pups she can throw to accommodate what they lost out of the pack. That's crazy. Wow. I once read a research paper, like full out scientific journal on the coyote population in downtown Chicago. And it was, yeah. this was back when I could read the, uh, they would come in through the pipes and stuff in the sewers and it was incredible. They had all these dogs, the coyotes were collared and everything. And yeah, they are everywhere. It's insane. The, the awesome thing that I would love to do. Have you seen the people hunt them with dogs and use the dogs as bait? No, like, I haven't seen that. That's oh, wild. dude, there's some Instagram videos of it. There's, there's two different styles. There's one, there's one guy I've watched. He's got like, um, He's got like a three-legged uh, shepherd, like an Australian shepherd, that he has a tr- train because he'll get the calling, and it gets the dog in. Then his dog goes out there as a lure and, like, will go out and, like, run around and run the coyote back across in front of him, and he shoots the coyote. The dog's trained to do that. Uh, I've seen that. That's pretty rad. And then the second one that I've seen is people use greyhounds to hunt them. And the dang greyhounds will run them down and kill them, dude. It is wow. intense. The video I saw, there was a coyote running across a um, a snow covered cornfield, like hauling ass. And then he pans the camera back, and there's three greyhounds, and you just see them making ground up, and they just like grab him by his hind end and knock him down, and they just tear him apart. Man, oh. it is sick. That's wild, man. That is absolutely crazy. And I mean, like the new, the new thing here in Ohio is Bobcats. I mean, that's the, you know, we don't have a season. I mean, it's just within the last couple of years that I think the, the, the Bobcat has 
like the sightings are pretty regular. I mean, I'm seeing them more often, Andrew. I know you've 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 had some run-ins with them. So, you know, man. I mean, every every minute of every day, even in the middle of the night, there is something that is trying to kill a wild turkey. Doesn't I mean? It's, there's <laughs> always there's always something, you know. Yeah. And then you know we're 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 a part of that <laughs> a part of that thread at some points, you know, throughout the year, but. I mean, every minute. That's why they're so damn hard to hunt sometimes because there's always something trying to kill them. I mean, the moment they that they come hatch out of the egg, even before that moment, they're, the moment they're they're an egg, there's something trying to kill them their entire life. Yeah, and you know, I it's funny, you know, because like I always say, you're looking for the turkey that's willing to die that day, and that's the one that is just gobbling his brains out, or is willing to come see you, you know, come check out your call. But man, I, it's just like I killed a turkey last week, and I made some soft. I didn't even know they were in the field. I had no idea there was there's four toms and and three hens, and I had no idea they were in the field. They never gobbled, not once did they gobble. Huh? But eventually they, you know, they. I actually because it's, I it's it's the first turkey that I've killed off of a decoy, huh? And because the property that I have, it's like the woods are super thin, and then the rest of it's cow pasture. Yeah. And so it's just like there is nowhere, there's nowhere to hide, man, for me. So I'm like, so you know, they actually started running to I'm like, son of a bitch, this is gonna work. Like, oh my <laughs> god. Like this is how I actually it was kind of crazy at the end of it. I was obviously I was super excited, but it was like the it was the one turkey that I didn't have to like hike a hundred miles for, you know. So I was yeah. like, oh man, like I felt a little weird about it, but I was super excited, I'm not gonna lie. But um I don't know, man. It's it just I think the 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 way that we turkey hunt is shifting i feel like in this country and i don't know if it's like weather i don't know if it's like pressure if more people are involved so especially on public property man where it's just like you 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 and i are very different in the sense that like if you don't have a hot one by 10 you're out yeah there are times i i I prefer that 10 to 2 at this point i i like that Mm -hmm. second half of the year the hunting pressure is gone a lot i think biologically they've worked through a lot of things um, you know, so I think, and that's just been my personal experience that they've been more active on the public land that I hunt here in Ohio, like that 10 to two. That's than, what I, I hear that a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, are you hearing them gobble a lot during that time too? No. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, but when they do, they are like way more willing to come die than they are at fly down. Yeah. A lot of times, like, I mean, we've all, we've all been there. You know, you're, they're gobbling like crazy. They hit the ground. They might gobble one or two times, and they're, they're just gone. Like they're yeah. Just gone. Yeah. And you know, it could be hens. I don't even know. I don't know what it is, man. But that's the. I feel like I feel like that for for Ohio, man. That 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 like that those those highly pressured turkeys. I feel like they're like if you strike one up at noon. Yeah, he's done, dude. You are in the game, man. Like, oh yeah, it is game. It is game on. So. I, I- I have killed them at that time, and it's true. Like, if you hear one gobble around 11 o'clock, it's over with. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you just you just sit there and watch the show, man, because it's, yeah. it's going to happen. So. Even, my problem is if they're not gobbling, I'm not hunting them. I'm not, I'm not going to deer hunt a turkey. I, I, I hate just, that. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah I, I hunt them because I like to call them. I like to move. I, I've never personally killed a turkey over decoys. I, I've only taken decoys once, and that was when my son was little. I, I took a, a set because I knew he'd be moving so much, mm-hmm. and I needed to get him in close because he was shooting a 410 uh, pre-TSS, and I knew I had to have him in, like, under 15 yards for him to kill him with a 3-inch 6-shot, which probably had, like, 12 shots in it, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. 
but it worked. I mean, that bird saw that Jake and he didn't even bat an eye, dude. He walked right up behind that thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. I'd like to figure out what's going on with the birds. Cause it was fun up here for a while, like running around these big hollers and big yeah. mountains and finding them. And you know, I can, I use turkey hunting to scout for deer too a lot. So like it, it doesn't completely kill me if I don't kill a turkey or hear yeah. one, but so do you do you change like your your mentality like especially in those big those big woods which i mean where you're at and you've done a lot of hunting in southern ohio like yeah if if it's a quiet spring i mean like what what are you doing differently to to get them to work like what do you change the way that you hunt if they're just not as willing to come out and party as uh as they normally are um i mean I mean, what I really try to do, I mean, the biggest thing that's helped me, because where I grew up, I grew up in the Mississippi Delta, and A, we didn't have a lot of turkeys when I was growing up, and B, the ones that we had were so pressured, it was ridiculous. So I kind of learned from an early stage to not call a lot. If I, ha- if I had one goblin, I-, I didn't call until I get really into his bubble. And I think that's, I still use that strategy here. If I can hear one on the roost early in the morning, I'll get in as tight as possible, and and I'll maybe do some little tree yelps or something, but you know, it's, I'm pretty minimalist there. I don't do a lot of fancy calling. Uh, you know, I do have to mix it up some to try to locate, you know, I'll start doing a lot more cutting and stuff, but I keep it very traditional. And I use a couple of rules that I've always, you know, I, I've learned over the years from some older guys, like one, I, I, you probably heard this, but a guy told me years ago, is when you're going in on a bird that's roosted and he's gobbling, you think you're close, always go one more tree closer. And, and that really, and I do that when I hear him on the ground too. Like if I can get him to talk without me calling to him, knowing, you know, looking for another bird, I'm going to get as close as I can without him seeing me and then call. And that usually, when, you know, that when you're in that bubble, it doesn't matter if he's got a hen or whatever, he's going to come in. And that's the beauty of the mountain terrain is you can use that terrain to your benefit where he can't see because that really screws us early seasons. We don't have any leaves and they can look across from one ridge to the other and see if there's a hen over there. Um, so that, and man, like one thing that we've been doing, um, we, we did this on this trip a lot more and it was working well is doing a lot more owl hooting during the middle of the day and not just your regular who cooks for you type, you know, doing that what they, you know, it's kind of like that, that ball they do, you know, uh, that's really gotten them a shot gobble pretty well. Uh, it's almost, that's almost like a kind of like a like a soft coyote, like I, yeah, I, yeah, and it, it goes like wah 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 wah, you yeah. know, with it. That really gets them going. Um, and my crow call usually a crow call works really good for me during the middle of the day. But I've since you know we started doing that owl hoot like that in the middle of the day because I used to just do the owl hoot until it got daylight and I quit using the owl hoot. It's just kind of a rule of thumb. Like owls normally aren't out in the middle of the day, but it really works on them. You ever, uh, you ever try elk bugle? No, I don't carry that with me. That um, that's something Paul and I've and we've talked oh, about man. trying that. Yeah. If, if for nothing else, just to screw with every other hunter in the area. Yeah, yeah, just let out a big ripper. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, dude. So the one I killed uh, this weekend, I got to this knoll on my way out because uh, I didn't hear anything way back where I went and I was on my way out and I was going, about to let off a locator call off this knoll over this bottom and I was getting ready to let it out and I wasn't, I was probably about a mile or so from this main road and it's a road that a lot of um, 
people run their cars, you know, fast cars up and motorcycles and some crotch rockets were going up it and ripping out and they opened it up and they let off that Turkey. He nailed it right then. It shot gobbled him. And I was like, Oh damn, I don't need anything. And I got with, I had that bird from the time I, I heard him gobble to dead in eight minutes. Like, Oh wow. I heard him. I, I looked where he, I knew where about where he was and I got in tight, saw how this bench went straight and it dropped off and he was on that side. And I was like, he's not gonna be able to see me until he comes on this bench. So when I got on that bench, man, I was, um, I cut one time and got him to answer me back and then just a little bit of call and, and he was just, he, you know, cutting me off and double gobbling. And so I just, that's another thing I do. Once I get him committed, I just shut up yeah. and I do a little bit of leaf scratching and that's it. And dude, he, yeah, like I said, from time I heard him to time he was dead, it was eight minutes probably. So is that the one that you were out on the boat and you were, no, that was uh two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, I want to hear about that one, but I, are you hunting these with guns or are you, you bow hunting them? Cause I know you're a big bow hunter. Uh, man, all gun. I, I, I keep romanticizing about wanting to shoot one with my longbow, but, um, you know, I have killed, you know, I think one or two with a compound, but I've never used a blind and it's just hard, man. Uh, the guy that taught me to shoot a longbow is a old bowyer, uh, that lives here in Asheville actually. And when he taught me, we were talking, I was like, man, I'd like to kill a turkey with one. And he looked at me, he says, son, there's certain things that are meant to be shot with a shotgun. And, uh, you know, cause you don't see many people out there shooting them with, especially traditional equipment without using a blind and decoy. And I just, I don't like that, uh, for my own style, but two, I don't want to be dragging around a blind when I'm walking five, six miles. Like, like I don't field hunt or anything. So, right. um, but no, it'd be sweet. I, I did call in a group of Jake's this year that I t- totally could have gotten drawn and, you know, pr- got an opportunity with them with my longbow without anything but you know um and i normally don't shoot jakes but i totally would have shot one with my longbow but no strictly shotgun man 20 gauge i've been shooting 20 gauge for about i don't know almost 10 years now gotcha. got a ithaca turkey slayer which is the best turkey gun there is man i that's a legendary firearm in the turkey woods isn't it and that's Kinda. up there with like 870s honestly. i think I think so, man. But you know, it's funny. You see all these people posting their turkey guns. I never see another turkey slayer, and that gun is deadly, man. Like it has rifled sights on it um, that are fiber optic. It's a smooth shooting gun made in America. But you know, when people are posting their guns these days, they're all po- posting like four tens and stuff. And you know, I get it from a lightweight perspective. But I picked up my buddy's got he's got a little twenty gauge Stevens, and if that gun, like I like a light gun just for packing, but that gun was just too light for me. You know, like I like a little bit of weight. Yeah, I, I did too. I had one of the 301 Stevens, the 20 gauge, and that's a good gun. I, I'm, I, I would, I would get another one. Um, man, I could not keep that thing in my hands when you squeeze the trigger. I mean, <laughs> the gun just kicks like a bastard mule and it's like flying up in the air. And I mean, it's, I mean, it does, it does the trick for sure. Um, I would, I, we, we went out to, to Midwest Gunworks. uh, outside of st louis this this past january and i was like i want a 10 gauge three and a half inch custom made turkey killing shotgun i was like can you can you make that and the guy's like you're a maniac get out of here <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I, I want to throw a thousand tss pellets downrange just be not because i want to shoot you know 80 yards because i mean that's crazy but just because if something it's is it like 35 yards i want no questions asked like dude it's just boom straight straight to the dirt Dude, uh, that's I've shot Longbeard XR forever, and I had a situation last year where it was so steep. I, I mean, I'm not trying to make an 
excuse, but it's the only thing I could think of, is I got, got this bird called in. He came in. I thought he was going to come in from my side. But he came in right below me. And I, I was already on this mountainside. It was so steep that I had to, like, kick my heels in to, like, keep myself from sliding down. And when he came in, like, I always aim for the waddles is where I put it. And I aimed for that. And, and man, I, I hadn't missed a turkey in, like, 15 years. And I shot this turkey, and it knocked him down. And uh, he ran off. And I was like, dang. And so the only thing I think is with the angle, it hit him all in the body with that lead. Um, and so this year I switched to TSS and cause I was talking to people about that shot and they're like, Oh, that TSS, you would have went right through him. You would have definitely killed that bird. So I, sh- I, both those birds this year have been shot with that TSS and dude, it's, they dropped stone dead. Like you said, I mean, you're getting a thousand pellets, <laughs> you know, I sighted that gun to 35, but I hear guys shooting birds at 67 yards with a 20 gauge. Yeah. That's, and, and I mean, that's, that's possible, you know, and I'll be honest, if I was using TSS and I was hunting out of state and it was my last chance to kill a turkey and he's at 65 yards and I had battered my gun, I was comfortable with it. I knew that my equipment and my skill set was able to shoot that turkey at 60 yards humanely. I'd probably do it. Um, it doesn't mean that like I'm all, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. I like getting them close and I, I, I shoot a Browning A5. Uh, that gun has killed three turkeys this year and dude, not one of them has flopped. I mean, it yeah. is just, and it's, they've all been like 35 yards and in, and it is just, it is devastating Yeah, when it comes to like, I mean, it is just, you talk about humane kill. It is over with, man. There's no, there's no, you can't stop the flop. Like it doesn't happen. Like it's just right. not there. And, and I think that's, I, I I'm fine with that. You know, I'm, 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 I'm into that, man. I, I don't, I want them to, to be there and done. Yeah. Know? Just kill them deader. I mean, you know, and it, it's, it's a weird play of words but it's true like when they get hit oh, with that yeah. stuff and and i'm i'm like you man like i like to work a bird and i like killing them under 20 which most of them are um but i i'll take a poke at 35 i don't think i would ever shoot one at 60 or 70 i don't i, don't, I mean i don't know where i'd get the opportunity to do that unless i was hunting the field personally yeah yeah i i don't think you know man I, i'm with you i don't if i had the chance and i was confident i might you know, like I said I'd, I'd probably let it rip but I mean, I've, I've had, I've watched, I've watched more turkeys walk out of my life at 60 yards than, than I oh, yeah. have. So, um, I want to, I want to ask you, I don't want this to be like a controversial topic. This is just something that like, I, like it, it bothers me and I don't know why it bothers me, but like I, I, you're, you and I are both turkey hunters, man. Like when people are bow hunting turkeys with, um, like those guillotine broadheads, mm-hmm you seen those they got like the four blades that come off yeah, yeah. and like there's that there's a josh bomar guy he, he's been putting out videos left and right of, of <laughs> people like just like destroying turkey heads with with these guillotines and so so this I, one i know and i i've talked about this on other podcasts i know that it's my own bias that i don't like this because that is like a, like that's you talk about like instant death that is done i mean there is that turkey is just dead there's no, it is as dead or as dead or as you can possibly be immediately. I do not like bow hunting turkeys with those freaking guillotines. And, and this, I think it for me, and I, th- I don't think it's necessarily bow hunting them with the guillotines. I think it's like, you know, where they've got multiple angles of like the, 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 the heads exploding. They're putting out like, to me, it's just a, dude, it's a lack of respect mm-hmm. for the, for the, for the animal and for, and for the, the, the pursuit as a whole like am, am i off base there if i am 
tell um, me I'm an idiot. I mean, I, I mean, from my perspective, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're off base. I think, I think the thing is, is, uh, uh, from my perspective is I come from like a, a very like traditional turkey hunting background. Like you call turkeys, you, you don't, I mean, like I don't field hunt turkeys. Like it's, it's all been like big woods, hunt them traditionally, shoot them under 30 yards, shoot them if they're talking, you know, don't use blinds and kill them as humanely as possible. Uh, you know, in my opinion, I think like the guillotine, you know, in bow hunting turkeys in general, like, okay, people are using a bow, but you're in a blind with a decoy. Is that pure turkey hunting? And however you want to do it, that's fine. You know, like whatever, you know, floats your boat, but you know, don't act like you're some badass. you know, if you're sitting in a blind, you know, shooting one at 20 yards, like if you're a real turkey hunter doing it pure, get out there with your bow and lean up against the tree and get it pulled off. That makes it harder. Right. Uh, the thing that's tough for me with bow hunting, you know, I, I'm not against the guillotine thing. Cause like it does kill them dead. If you do hit them in the head and, and if you miss you, 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 it's usually a clean miss, right? It, what gets me is the people that are trying and a lot of people are successful with this, but I know for a fact, cause I have friends that hunt with bows that they lose a lot of turkeys when they go to try to take body shots because a turkey's kill zone is about the size of what, I mean, a baseball, yeah. that and when you look at how a turkey's body changes so much like it's really hard to identify where that kill zone is and also they don't bleed so blood i mean there's not enough blood in a really blood trail so you either got to do a string tracker or how many people just lose birds or just wound them with the yeah. bow um yeah now each to their own don't get me wrong like if if, that's, if it makes you feel good and like it's your hunt and but just the the opportunity to have a wounded animal is another reason I don't bow hunt turkeys uh, yeah. consistently. Yeah. I've, I've said this thing, I, a story from, from the ATA show a couple of years ago where, you know, really, really accomplished bow hunter had, had made the comment that of all the big game animals that he's killed, he's killed literally every big game animal across this world. I mean, this is a very accomplished bow hunter. He said the number one animal that, that he's lost over the years, archery hunting was a turkey i'm like well why did you keep doing it man like, yeah stop it i'll tell you what the friend of the show and, and and a buddy of mine clint casper from from working class bow hunter and and, and the cc hunt files dude is a, an absolute stone cold killer with with archery equipment he goes out west and loves a turkey hunt turkey with, with with a bow and i'll tell you what man the way that he does it there's no blind there's no there's no decoy it is like that old school and he'll just hide behind he'll, i've seen I full draw just waiting for him to come out. I mean, that is a skill set that I could never develop, honestly, man. Dude, so, that's solid. Yeah, it's pretty that dude is a freaking stud, man. Um, I respect the hell out of that of that ability. What like you said, man, I don't I don't want um if you're hunting out of a blind, by all means, man. I just I don't like the I don't like the uh the guillotine just shots, man, that that people were putting on online left and right man I, I don't i don't like that at all like it just makes me it just upsets me man i don't know why and i i for me it's just uh it's just like oh look what i can do you know look at how crazy yeah it's just like it's like the gore fest you know like it's, yeah. it's like turkey porn or whatever the hell you want to call it so it'd be like oh hey andrew i killed this uh i killed this giant buck with uh with a rocket launcher i'm gonna put this video on watch him split in half like people be like yeah. you, you monster <laughs> yeah i mean like I, i'm real cautious about the photos i take and like even for myself yeah. like i i i'm not big on getting a picture with me behind animals to be honest with you it, it like to me it's more about the animal in itself and the chase and respect and i don't like you know i always clean an animal up before i post a picture 
But like you said, these people like decapitating, like I'm not a big fan of that or guys showing that their shot was so compact that it blew half its head off. Like, you know, there's a time and place for that, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, cause especially with the internet right now, I mean, that's just, in my opinion, that's just more fuel for, you know, anti-hunters too. 100%, yeah. Yeah, I heard, the, the, the way that I heard that explained best to me was stuff like that. And it could be like, and it doesn't, it's not turkeys, but it could be deer, or grouse or rabbits, like those super grotesque moments. And like we, as, as hunters, we shouldn't shy away like that that stuff happens. But I think when we pr- like put out what we do to the general public, the non-hunting public, videos like that can take a non-hunter and turn them into an anti-hunter. Yeah. And we need more non-hunters than we do like anti-hunters because non-hunters, <laughs> Yeah, you know, they're either our friend or they don't care. You know, they're neutral. But someone that's against us, man, that that really, um, I mean, that's a, that's a responsibility that we all share. And I think that like it's 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 um, you know, people say, well, don't watch it. Well, if so, dude, I'm I'm rolling, you know, scrolling through Twitter or Instagram or whatever the heck it is, and you see something that you know, and that just pops up that you know might not be your thing. I mean, that's 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 how. I don't know. I'll get off my soapbox there. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough too. I mean, when you're bringing up people like Bomar that only post stuff to get attention, you know, I mean, Jesus, I mean, it shocks me that people like that have such a big following, especially when they've been convicted of things and people keep following them and thinking they're like what the representation of a hunter is, which is completely opposite. Like, you know, representative representative of a hunter is on a person with their shirt off shooting trend and their body to make them look bigger. And everything they do is just for, just for likes and clickbait, you know? Um, yeah, it, we need to change in that. I mean, if there's my soapbox, I get so sick of that shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. You know what it comes down to, man? I like, I like hunting turkeys with my buddies. I like hunting turkeys with people I've never even met. You know, I want to bring more people into the pursuit. I want people to have a good time. You know, I want people to experience it. I took a guy out today, never been turkey hunting ever, ever, never been turkey hunting. Yeah. And, you know, we had some gobbles, man. We were moving through the woods and he's, you know, he's like, yeah, this is kind of cool, man. I'm like, yeah, it is cool. You know, and, and like the pressure that I felt to, to make him, you know, to give him like a good experience, you know, dude, we were slipping through. I, you talk about like hunting mountains and, and I, you know, him and I had this conversation today, you know, some people are drawn to like ag land and field. Some people are drawn to mountains and, and, you know, those, those big woods. I don't know what it is, Jason. I freaking love hunting swamps, dude. I love oh, it. yeah. No, that's that what I grew my, up on. Yes, that is my favorite thing to hunt, swamps and marshes. Man, I love dirty-legged animals, man. I get mud all over them. That's my favorite thing. I don't know what it is. And we were we were hunting some swampy bull crap today. It's all flooded out. I'm like, yeah, we can't go this way. There's gonna be knee deep water. But yeah, well, and it was just it was just cool, man. That's my favorite my favorite train type to hunt. So, dude, I I know, man. That just made hair stand up because that's just how I grew up. Because I yeah. hunted, you know, the Mississippi River bottoms and all. You know, it's all backwater from when the river's up and and, and the tributaries and stuff. And you know, like we had to wear. I've always pretty much worn tennis shoes when I've hunted because back then we just wore tennis shoes because we had to cross so many sloughs. We were going to get wet. So there's no reason to have rubber boots. And also you can move quieter in the woods and tennis shoes, but uh, dude, there's nothing like watching us a bird strut through water like oh, awesome. people people say they won't walk across water that's bullshit like I've, oh yeah hell I've yeah seen, they will. i've seen it so many times yeah man. yeah the florida the osceola that i killed this year i mean we were in a freaking cypress swamp man it was yeah. freaking awesome and i mean we're my buddy and i we're sitting like leaning up against live oaks and cypress trees and spanish moss everywhere 
like I turn around and I can see this Creek that, you know, like the slew that you say that it just like overruns. And I mean, it's, it's like 15 yards from us. I'm like, man, this is freaking awesome. I'm looking, there's water everywhere. There's Cypress knees. I'm like, Oh, this is the, I love it. Yeah. And that sucker dude, his feet are as black as you could possibly imagine. I, I mean, know. It's just, oh, I love it, man. It's, I got some, I got some, some Ohio birds behind me that I took out of this, you know, these swamps, man. They just got those freaking black feet, man. I love it. That's my, that's my terrain. If someone's like, Hey, you want to hunt this crappy swamp for these beautiful hardwoods? I'm like swamp. Not even a hundred percent. The freaking mosquitoes, boy. boy. Uh, but you oh, know, the, I grew up and there's a lot of cypress trees and there's just always something about the nostalgia of like mossy oak camo, mixed in with that you know like for me as a turkey hunter like it just brings back childhood memories and but i I love the mountains and i like the swamps i like i said i'm not a field hunter and i haven't hunted out west this year i'm gonna go next year i'll I'll try to finish up my public land slam next year oh that'd be cool you know i had i i had a lot of i had three so i had an osceola and then obviously eastern opportunities and i had uh i had a hunt out to montana uh scheduled this year actually for this week and i just man i just can't I can't, I can't make it happen. So I'm a little disappointed there, but it's all good reasons. I mean, it's all stuff for my kids, you know, and that's the stuff that like I'll sacrifice any type of hunt for. Yeah. Um, But I want that. I want that slam, you know, that's like the only, you know, it's funny, man. Like I'll, I'll put, I'll send pictures to, to friends or I'll put, I'll put, um, you you pictures of a Turkey butt or something like that on social media and people like, Oh, how big was his beard? I'm like, I have no idea. I didn't even measure it, man. I was like, yeah bigger than my hand like I, yeah. I have i have absolutely no idea no um, same <laughs> um, and but the like the one like trophy that that i want desperately is that is that slam that grand slam for the turkeys and it's it's not just because i want the experience i've never hunted out west you know so i want to i want to be able to like i want that first turkey like that first hunt out west to be to be a merriam's and then and then hopefully a rio but yeah i, I, I want know. i want those white tips Oh, dude, they're so uh, pretty. Have you killed an Osceola yet? Yeah, I killed one uh, five years ago. On a, okay. I, I, I did a draw hunt down there, uh, and I, I'd i heard about how hard of a hunt it was going to be, and, I, dude, mine lasted 45 minutes. I got lucky. Uh, yeah. The bird was exactly where I thought he would be, and I'd heard about them not gobbling when they hit the ground, and, like, I'd found this point going out into this little uh, swamp. It was a... a it was a, a pine point that went out to this uh, water, this lake, that, and there was a swamp there. But it went out to the lake, and I was like, man, that's a great place for one to be uh, roosting. And I walked back in there, and there were some uh, sandy trails, like four-wheel trails through there. And right off that point where those trails were, there was, like, strut marks. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, he's definitely using it. And yeah. I went there that morning, and sure enough, he fired off. And as soon as he hit the ground, he came right in, and I killed him. And I, uh, But, yeah, I, I got lucky on that to find him. But I would love – to go back down there uh i i got a buddy that has a spot he hunts down there on public that you got to use airboats to get into that's crazy so i I, I think that'd be pretty fun yeah well jason i appreciate your time today man we won't uh we won't keep you keep you too long but uh where 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 can can our listeners find you on social media uh timber ninja outdoors facebook instagram everything um that's really it i don't really push people towards my personal yeah that's good, good deal jason appreciate your time yeah dude